Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. This one I wanted to talk about web developer salaries. I've got several different questions from several several different people regarding all of this. So I want to sort of kind of go through and give you my 2018 sort of update for web developer salaries, where things look like they're going, and then sort of my insight for the strategy of how you can sort of crack into all of this and work your way up through that. So that's what I'm going to get into in this episode. Of course, before I do, if you have a question or a topic you'd like me to cover, be sure to shoot me an email at podcast at johnmorrisonline.com. I'd love to answer those questions or cover those uh, topics in the podcast. So again, podcast at johnmorrisonline.com. All right, so I want to start off the first. So I, I want to I want to go through the numbers, but I also want to re- relate this to sort of principles that I think you can keep in mind that generally will tend to to be true as we sort of look at all of this stuff and as time goes on. So the first sort of principle is I think we're definitely in a scenario of rising tides swell all ships. That's a sort of a, a phrase, a, a well known phrase that's out there, and it seems to be very true for what's going on in our industry. So for an example, CareerCast uh, did a survey and they 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 did a survey of sort of all jobs that were out there and they used uh, their own jobs rated reports and they used the Bureau of Labor S- Statistics and their figures on national wave averages to try and figure out what were the highest growth jobs that are out there. And to quote their article where they talked about it, they said technology jobs dominated the professions with the highest potential for salary go- growth. Those equipped with in-demand skill sets and the ability to keep up with new te- technologies can command high salaries with an exceptional wage growth outlook. And then they give some some examples. So they talk about, for example, a computer sister, systems analyst was one of the highest salary growth uh, positions compared to the last report that they did. That job increasing from average salary in average salary from seventy eight thousand five hundred to eighty seven thousand two hundred again an annual median salary and and they list a number of other sort of examples here of course I'll link to all of the articles and all the pages I'm going to mention here on the show notes page for this episode that'll be johnmorrisshow dot com slash two six one but overall the idea is that tech jobs, jobs in technology, generally as a whole are going to be rising in salary. And of course, you've heard me talk about the Indeed.com study where when we get start to look at why, you've heard me talk about that Indeed.com study where they talk about where in, they, they project there's going to be 1.3 million job uh, computer science jobs that will become available in the next, I think it was 10 years, and there's only going to be 400 thousand CS graduate students within that same time frame. So there's going to be a, a really large shortage of developers with CS degrees to fill those positions. That leads to a, a, an increase in demand and a sh- demand and a shortage of supply. It just leads to naturally higher uh, prices. The Bureau of Labor Statistics itself estimates that web developers will see an increase of 27% in employment growth through 2024. Uh, and and so again, it's just there. There's going to be increased demand, and that increased demand is going to lead to increased pay for those that do get hired. So now's a really great time to get into this. It's a really great opportunity, and then of course all of this is going to affect 
your salary. So what I did is I went through, I went through two things. I went through PayScale, and I went through Indeed.com to show not only what the pay is for each job, but also the number of jobs that are available out there. And I think those two resources, PayScale does a good do- good job of aggregating salaries to give you an indicator there. And Indeed.com is one of, if not the largest job search engines out there. So it's a really good indicator of popularity. Again, these things aren't end-all be-all solutions, but they give us some some pretty strong indicators. So I've gotten questions along the lines of, can you make money as a front-end developer? You know, is things like PHP still good? Should I get into Node or React? All these sorts of things. So I want to sort of hit all of those in one shot. So I'm going to just step through this. So when we go to PayScale, again, I'll link to all these at johnmoreshow.com slash 261. But when we go to PayScale and we look at just HTML right off the bat, you can see that the it, it sort of depends. There's different titles for for different sort of jobs that are out there. So you could be a senior software engineer, you could be a graphic designer, you could be a web developer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So sort of depends what uh, you look at. But a lot of these have web developer and software engineer as some of the titles in there. So I'm going to kind of focus on those so we can have some apples to apples comparisons. So the other thing to keep in mind is for web developer, I believe the the national average is $57,000 a year. This is in the United States. So that's sort of the national average. That's a benchmark that you can think of for these positions. So for HTML, for a web developer, the median income is 55434 and the range is anywhere from 36000 to 82000 if you look at software engineer, the average or the the median is seventy six thousand nine hundred and seventy one, and the range is anywhere from fifty four thousand to one hundred and thirteen thousand. So for web developer, it's a little bit below the national average. For software engineer, it's a pretty good clip above the national average, and you're going to find that to be pretty much the case between those two sorts of of job titles as we go through this. So. Again, 55,000 and 76,000 for HTML. So that's still, you know, that that's that's not bad. It's maybe a little less than the national average, but for someone so just looking purely at the skill of HTML, it's really not that bad. If we head over to uh, CSS, CSS for a web developer, and this one's a little bit different, but for a web developer, it's 54539 so a little bit below HTML. Again, the range is thirty six to 82000 And for software engineer, it's 78788 the range being from 57000 to 117000 If we go to JavaScript, then we see for a web developer, it's at 58403 so a little bit above the national average. And the range 39,000 to 85,000 for, again, a web developer. For software engineer, it is 80,887. And the range is 57,000 to 117,000. So you can see all of these are really within a few thousand dollars of each other. I think the lowest was 54, and the highest here is 58 for a front end developer. Now, of course, if you're going to be a front end developer, you're probably going to know all three of these. But this gives you some some sense of where you might land at. It also gives you a sense of sort of the title of web developer, 
versus uh, software engineer. And just looking at the number of profiles uh, under the JavaScript report, there's 10,225 profiles that say they're software engineers, whereas there's uh, 4,658 that say they're web developers. So again, that gives you some sense of of the sort of jobs that you might want to go out and look for. You might not want to look for a web developer job uh, for front-end development. You might want to look for software engineer jobs because there's a good chance that you're going to make more money under that job title. Now, the qualifications may be different, all that sort of thing, but that just gives you some insight there. If we get to PHP, then we can see that the Average for a web developer is 53,512, and the range is 36,000 to 78,000. For a software engineer, it's 76,589, with the range being 52 to 113,000. So that's a little bit, that's probably the lowest of all of them. That's actually not all that unexpected, being that it's also probably the most popular uh, of a lot of these. So, uh, Again, that's that's as as something becomes more popular, the median sort of tends to shift down a little bit because you don't have quite the demand that you do when a bunch of people are when when uh, you have that much uh, uh, you have it, you have a language that has that much attention being paid to it or that many people in it. If we look at Node, so this is a little bit different. We have if we go down for web developer, it's only 155 profiles. So it's hard to say how actual accurate this is, but the median is 61,529. So, and and the range is 43,000 to 84,000. If we look at software engineer, the median is 84,176 and the range is 62,223. Now, if we look at React and we look at web developer, the median pay is 66,917 with the range being 48 to 96,000 and software engineer it's 90,216 with the range being 63,000 to 124,000. So those two obviously have a, a decent amount higher uh higher median pay. So that's something to pay attention to. Now, this is where a lot of people stop when they go through this and they'll tell you, "See, so now you should get into Node and React." And that that's fine. I mean, that sort of makes sense in, in, in one sense. But you also have to look at how many jobs are out there and who you're going to have to be competing with because it doesn't matter if the pay is higher if you can't get hired for that job. And this is where we're going to talk a little bit about strategy at the end. So let's hop over to Indeed and just take a look at this. So if we look at HTML and if I just do a search over there at no location, so this... Uh, is sort of searching every job that they have in their database, regardless of the location. Then for HTML, there's 27,828 jobs. Their salary estimate is around uh, 55,000. So it sort of lines up with what Payscale says. And let's see, 24,000 of those jobs are considered full-time jobs. If we look at CSS, it's 23,457. Again, salary estimate around 55,000 with the full time number of full time jobs 20,529 and the largest number of jobs for both of those are available in New York City although it's only what 1700 and 1400 so there's still quite a bit of jobs that are available everywhere else but that's not surprising since it's 
sort of the largest city or area in, in the country. If we look at JavaScript, 31,188 jobs. Salary estimate here is 75,000. 27,569 of those are considered full-time jobs. If we look at PHP, it's 12,081 jobs. Salary estimate is 60,000. And 10,580 of those are considered full-time jobs. If we head over to Node, it's 5,533 jobs. And this is what I'm talking about when we, we start to get into uh, popularity of jobs and so forth is that's about half of what the jobs that are available uh, for PHP. Now the salary estimate here is 90,000 with 4,880 of those jobs be con uh, being considered full-time. And if we look at React, 1,477 jobs Salary estimate, 90,000. The number of full-time jobs is at 1,200. So you can sort of see there's, there's a correlation, it seems, between the amount of pay and the popularity of uh, the number of jobs that are available. Again, it's really sort of basic supply and demand. The more of those jobs that are out there that people want, then generally that means the, the uh, and, and, the popularity of a particular language that the median is usually going to move a little bit lower. So you just have to keep both of those things in mind when you're looking at all of these numbers. My strategy is, or my, my advice for how, how to approach this is if you don't have an IT job right now, if you're doing something else completely different, then I would look more towards sort of the popular stuff. I would look towards the HTMLs, the CSS, the JavaScripts, the PHPs, that sort of stack. I also believe that fundamentally for the web, that's that's a that's a standard sort of stack with how popular those languages are in terms of usage on websites. So it's really good to know all that stuff. But even just in terms of career strategy, start with something that is popular that you're it's going to be a little bit easier for you to get into. Again, if you're not doing anything right now that's related to web development, you're in a completely different career field, start with something where there are more jobs available. It's going to be a little bit easier for you to get hired right now. And you should be applying right now. That's the, if you're, that's the whole point of this strategy is for you to be able to get hired right now, get out of what you're doing, maybe make a salary that's close to what you're making now, and then get into an IT field where now that's what you're doing on a daily basis, and then start to look at some of this other stuff like Node and React and Angular and all the different stuff that's out there that have these higher salary levels and start teaching yourself those and then use those as a way to move into higher sort of income brackets, whether it's within the same company or whether it's you, you move jobs or whatever. The other thing to keep in mind is if you look at a lot of these jobs and you go through and you look at a senior software engineer, you're going to start to see, or, or like a senior web developer, you're going to start to see that there's a little bit of coalescing of, of salaries up at that range. So there may be some disparity between those jobs at in terms of pay at sort of a junior level developer. But like, for example... Oh, if we look at a, a senior software engineer for Node.js, Node.js was quite a bit higher in terms of salary uh, at the lower levels. It's 117 compared to you know something like PHP, which is 102, and uh, 
JavaScript, which is 108. There's still a gap there, but I, I would guess if you figured out the percentage of that gap, it's actually a little bit lower. So it, it starts, starts to sort of coalesce a little bit when you get to those higher levels. So you're going to make a, if you become a senior software engineer, you're going to make a bunch of money regardless of what language you're, you happen to be in. So again, strategy wise, I would say go in for something popular where you can get hired right away and start applying now so that you can do that. Get a junior position. They know they're going to have to train you. So you don't necessarily, you don't have to know a bunch of stuff necessarily. You just have to know a little bit to get in the door, get in the door, start learning, start growing, teach yourself some of these other languages that have the higher sort of income pay income levels and so forth. And then sort of move around and, and be able to advance your career that way. Also look to become a senior software engineer or a senior programmer, or senior developer, whatever, and, and, and raise your pay that way as well. So that would be my advice uh, with all of this. Now, of course, if you want to learn those skills to be able to to get into these these professions and earn your income doing this, then you're going to need to go through the training, learn those skills, etc. And I do believe that my courses over at store.johnmorrisonline.com are one great way that you can do that. So I want to encourage you to head on over there, check out what's available. In particular, PHP, if that's something that you want to get into, I think my courses over there are some of the better ones that are out there and you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. Also the Udemy links, Skillshare links, all that sort of thing is over there as well. So again, it's store.johnmorrisonline.com. Get the career training you need, but also help support me in what I'm doing in the show as well. I'd really appreciate that. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with someone that you think would benefit from hearing this. Also, if you want all of the past episodes, all of the links for subscribing on Android, iTunes, TuneIn, that sort of thing, you can find all that at johnmorrisshow.com. And if you'll leave me an honest review of the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the instructions for that, again, at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the start here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.